This is Without Compromise, a show that explores what happens when you won't settle for anything less than your crazy ideas. We'll talk to athletes, founders, adventurers, and entrepreneurs of all kinds about living without compromise. I'm your host, Mason Gravely. Welcome to the show. We're programmed for survival, so our instinct is to give up on these situations, to move away from them. I thought if I didn't sign up for that race, that I was just going to disappear. It doesn't have to be these big, huge things that everyone thinks you need to do to make a difference. It has been a fantastic year here at Athletic Brewing. And what we've been doing for the last handful of years, we wanted to continue. We wanted to have our founder, Bill Schufelt, and co-founder, John Walker, on the podcast, as we've done for the last few years now, uh, to talk about the year in review, what it's been like from their perspective, what they're most excited about. And when we recorded this, uh, Bill and John had just got back from a ton of travel together, so we talked about that a lot. It's always interesting to hear you know, what things have been like from their perspective, uh, pursuing this crazy idea that they had years ago and uh, what it's been like. So hope you learned something about pursuing the road less traveled. And if you haven't already, try Athletic Brewing. If you love the great taste of beer, you're going to love the great taste of our non-alcoholic craft beer. Go to athleticbrewing.com to learn more. You can find us on store shelves using our store finder there on our website or on our app, or you can order right there from the website. We're going to have some really cool stuff coming out in January, so be on the lookout for not only some fresh brews, but some cool ways to be involved in our community as well. All right, let's jump in this year in review. Question, what does is, what is John and Bill talk about on a six-hour flight together? Are you together? I assume hey, you're next to each other. Can't discuss the bulk of it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not much surprising. I I would say we have like however many hours that was, like 15 to 18 hours, we had that much stuff to talk about. I feel like I was dropping you off Connecticut 10 p.m. after we were all the way back from a coast-to-coast trip and I had like big random thoughts left. Yeah, there are still some topics. <laughs> how how much of it is uh daydreaming pie in the sky stuff versus you know the the things you have to talk about do you still do that i think i think the bulk of it is like tangible relevant day-to-day stuff but it's bigger picture and i think inclusive of potential scale very cool well you know uh, let me let me just this has been a tradition at this point. When did, how long does something have to be before it's tradition? This is our fourth time doing this. So uh, I'm going to say it's tradition. And to, to hear from y'all for the year we've just had and also kind of looking to, to the year ahead, and y'all been spending a lot of time together. If you could summarize this year in a phrase, how would 2023 feel? This, the legacy of 2023, if you look back and say it was this. I might say the foundation is built. Um like layer in a little more detail on that you know athletic has been around for about five and a half years in the public realm it, it feels like much longer um, it's been such an exciting time we have so many incredible teammates who are just like total masters of their domain and special people that we've gotten to know along that way and our community has grown up around us we've built three breweries over that time each brewery was multiple projects within itself and I, I feel like for the first time we have that full national foundation and capacity built for the road ahead. To me, it's kind of like the foundation is built. At the same time, 2017 feels like yesterday. 
or a long time ago. Since then, there haven't been really any normal years in the country, in the world. Um, we've seen some of the crazier years for sure through like COVID, supply chain crises, things like that. So I would say John and I probably spent 20 hours traveling together in the past seven days. And I, I think we're both having more fun than we've ever had, which is an exciting place to be as well. Sorry, was that one phrase? Bunch of semicolons in there. I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll boil that down. <laughs> no, that's good. John, is that how is that how you feel? I I do mostly. Um, you said pick a word. I might pick pivotal, and I say that because there were there were a lot of transformational things that happened this year internally and externally. The growth that our team um, went through this year was really impressive and very dynamic and went from kind of growing up as a larger company, but keeping the small company feel and everybody keeping their eye on the prize um, was really exciting. And it's challenging to do that and maintaining, you know, composure and culture. And so that was really awesome to see. And I think that, you know, leads up to that foundation that we built. But I'd say it also, you know, includes what happened out in the world where awareness has grown tremendously and the perception and reception of non-alcoholic Beer in the world has grown tremendously. Brewbound Large Brewer of the Year Award at the end of 2023, kind of feather on that cap in terms of like awareness and people believing in all of the things that we do and have been talking about for a long time. So a lot of things have changed and it's been really exciting. Of the awards with Brewbound, does this feel different than the others? You know, Rising Star a few years ago. Uh, I know that we've talked a lot about recently because of that award, the pitch that was in 2018 that was, you know, just trying to get the idea out there with a lot of, there was a lot of skepticism and, and just all around the idea at the time, but then getting Rising Star, getting Brewery of the Year, now Large Brewery of the Year. Is, is there any one of those that kind of stands out? Is it just the next, you know, the next one is always the best? I don't know. I They're all awesome and impressive. I I still go back to Pitch Slam. And I mean, arguably, Bill and I will st- were still like in the getting to know you phase, you know, in terms of relationships, our, our relationship in the scope of a life has been short. Um, so we're still in like getting to know you world. And I saw this guy travel out to California, pick up a mic and speak to the world about this. I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> I was like, this guy, this guy has some conviction. So that was like, that was really big for me to see. And then, you know, the things to follow were I'd say equally impressive, but in different ways. Um, and again, they just kind of mark the the efforts of the team and the team that we have. Yeah. I won't lie. I've definitely rewatched the pitch slam over the years. Like I definitely have like a little feedback wall, you know, hilariously negative tweets or really bad investor re- rejection letters and the pitch slam feedback isn't super negative, but I definitely got dunked on on stage. And it's kind of funny to go back and read the same way. Like those are definitely milestones along the way. And are it, it's such a, uh, such an honor. Uh, two years ago, we got craft brewery of the year at Brewbound. And this year we got large brewery of the year, which the term large brewery is just surreal to me. You know, we're making highly artisanal products in all our own facilities that we've stood up from the ground and to be considered a large brewery out of their 10,000 breweries in this country. And to think we're one of the top 25 in size of those is, is pretty hysterical to me. And I'm still wrapping my head around that. You know, I have to walk through the brewery quite often to believe it myself, but it's, as John said, just a testament to so many of our teammates. If I did the math right, we're north of 75 million cans of athletic this year. H- how wild is it 
to to think about that. That's a it's a lot of cans out in the world. Well north of that, I might add. John and I were running through some year on numbers yesterday, and it like kind of makes your head hurt to think. But also, if you approach it from a top down perspective, you know it's still it's been pushing a very heavy rock up the hill to take non alcoholic beer from zero point three percent to one point four percent of the beer category, and it feels like we've come such a long way, and we have this amazing community, and we've become the best part of a lot of people's day, like that daily relaxation and food pairing and stuff, and we're really feel like we've made a lot of progress but it's still one percent and like we have so far to go from here too i know we we know a lot of your story with like leaving wall street to come do this totally different industry and so many skills you never knew about but john you you uh you came from brewing uh as a lot of people know but I, I think one thing that's maybe under maybe something I didn't give enough consideration of is just like it's not that you did brewing at this scale, which is almost a, an entirely new set of skills. How have you been able to go from just you know brewing at at a smaller scale but a high high quality scale to doing what you do at this scale and keeping the quality as high as possible? I mean, how, how challenging has that been personally? I'll just take myself out of the equation. That's the easy <laughs> okay. part. Um, no, I mean, honestly, and, you know, we go back to it time and time again, but it's the team, you know, the more you grow, you know, just make sure that the team you have knows a whole lot more about the next subject than you do. And we have that team and our whole culture is all about continuous improvement. It's very, you know, humble and kind of growth minded team, um, who's open to, feedback and learning new things every single day and the things that we keep up high are just like quality and our values and if we just know that that's what we're going for in every step then we can achieve that and you know if there's something we don't know we can find someone who does know Uh, maybe that's a teammate maybe that's a service but you know we're not afraid to ask questions and and learn from other people do do, do either of y'all have Something new that inspires you from 2023, whether it be a person or or a book or just some some someone new or something new that has given you inspiration through the year. I guess I I can start. I've gotten really into biographies this year, um, mainly about historical businesses and businesses past. So I've just been reading biographies like crazy this year about great historical businesses and. It's amazing how much it rhymes, like everything rhymes of it doesn't matter when these businesses were founded, what industry they were in. There's stuff to learn from all of them. And it's it's really helped me grow. As John was just talking about, you know, our company is full of people who are learning machines. And John and I are very much also on that learning journey. Like we definitely didn't come into athletic with a deep set of leadership skills or capabilities to do um, things we're doing at the scale now. And we've just been learning every step of the way. And we have so many teammates around us who are learning machines also. So definitely trying to pick up as much as I can from those that have walked down the road before us, I would say. But so many of them, I, I would say one I did not have an appreciation for, and unfortunately he just passed away, was Charlie Munger. But I, I've really enjoyed reading. I probably read three books on him this year. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean to be a copycat, but I think listening to other people's stories has been really educational. And the thing that I kind of take away from it, which kind of helped me simplify how I look at days, is what most of those people go back to, 
you know, whether their story was positive or negative is kind of values oriented and like the singular goal, you know, the reason why they're doing something and every story, almost every story has that in common. And so it's going to help me figure out and try to determine exactly what and why I'm doing every single day. And in an environment where you could have a million different things going on <clears throat> and things pulling you in all sorts of different directions, having that simplicity at the core is very helpful. Calming at times. Yeah. What's in like an example of that? Maybe, maybe from one of the books or one of the stories or, or just personally, like I think of the concept of mission creep, where you can over time get away from what you originally set out to do just because like you said, there's so many ways to, so many things to pay attention to every day. How, how, what's an example of simplifying something? I think one of my most recent ones, um, uh, both listened to a podcast and read a book on the founder of Ikea, which definitely not a perfect human in any ways, as none of us are. But um, one of the things I took away from that was if you divide your focus, like a general who divides his resources, I think he said, often finds losses. And it like there are a million different beverages we could make as a country, a million different directions we could go. We could launch a million countries. And you know, if we spread ourselves too thin at Athletic, you know, we won't serve our communities and our teammates well anywhere if we do that. So um, I think thinking really long term and thinking really focused in a sustainable way. Something I've heard throughout almost every successful company biography over that I've read is uh, really anyone like it, it could be anyone from like the historical robber barons from Carnegie to Rockefeller to like the 60s to 90s media conglomerates to the Ikea book I just referenced. Everyone watches their costs relentlessly. So that's something we've also taken note of at Athletic as well, just building a really sustainable long-term financial business. Yeah, I think, you know, simplicity, thinking of the team, um, you know, everybody's got goals that they want for the next year, whatever period you're reporting on or working towards. Um, finding a common goal, be it a number or, you know, some sort of value that everybody can participate in in their own way is really important and kind of unifies the culture and efforts and allows people to have their freedom and expression and autonomy in their field to contribute um, as individuals, but to a, a singular goal. So that's been kind of exciting to develop those it's awesome. So, so you've you've talked about foundation this first half a decade, for you know, and from y'all's perspective, a little longer than that. If you say what this foundation is going to be for, like if we were looking at a field and we saw a foundation built, what would you tell people is going to be put on that foundation? I would say it's so important for us to make sure that what comes forward looks like what we've done in the past. I I think our employee handbook is almost identical to what it was in 2017, that first handbook John and I drafted, that we still go through with every teammate on their like first couple of weeks. We still, a lot of teammates, including myself, do a lot of sampling and a lot of events and talking to our customers out in the world. We do a lot of charitable work, our Two for the Trails program. So like staying close to our roots and not thinking that, oh, all of a sudden Athletic is a, now we do Super Bowl commercials type company. Not to say that if we had the right message, we may put it on a Super Bowl commercial, but it's, we also will not change how we do things at the core and we'll always do everything we've always done. So I, I think that's important for our like culture is that like John and I's, one of our main jobs these days is just to like retain the heart of the company and make sure that like that carries forward for a very long time. 
I, I think what do we envision building on that foundation um, from my perspective is something that unquestionably has a positive impact on society, the health of society, the enjoyment of society, the happiness, um, improving outdoor access for generations to come. But alcoholism is a huge health and problem in society. You know, it's it's a top five all causes killer in the country. One of every five deaths under age 50 is from alcohol and on and on and on what alcohol contributes to. And prior to like five years ago, when this industry really got revolutionized, and we'd like to think we were a big part of that reinvention, there were no moderation off ramps. You were either drinking or you were not participating. And that's what we want to change is that now when people turn 21, they can open menus and get equally as exciting options of any alcohol category they want in non-alcoholic form. And really brag on their friends and say, my beer might be better than yours, or probably is. And especially if it's an athletic, they can probably be pretty confident that it is. So that's what gets me excited is like just changing how the world drinks and being the best part of our customers' days. Yeah, not too much to add to that. I think the 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 future, the and I've said it before, probably on this podcast, but you know, 10 to 15 years from now, when it's normal to have all these options, as Bill was talking about, on the menus, in the restaurants, in the bars, and to have people ordering them, you know, more than one person at a table and just have it be normalized. It's going to be societal shift, which I'm really excited about, a more like responsible and appreciative culture of dining and drinking. And that's really exciting to me. If you think about, you know, where this can lead to in terms of, you know, culinary development, you look at European countries that have had responsible drinking cultures for years and years and how that might translate to health and wellness trends. I don't know, it's really exciting. Positively affecting millions of people is, is something to definitely be excited about and proud of. You know, as we get to that point, you know, athletic has become, you know, it's almost like this thing that gets out of control on it. And you start seeing it pop up all over the place and in places you never expected. Is there maybe a one of your favorites or a highlight from the year of seeing it out in the wild or seeing something of, of a connection? Like I've seen uh, screenshots of it being in people's fridges on TV shows all the way to, you know, famous people mentioning it on social, seeing it in the background of different famous moments. Like has there been anything like that that really stands out to you this year? One of mine, and I, I definitely had a few. Um, it was like midnight, I was landing on a late plate plane that I thought had, that I think had been delayed. And um, this woman was like kind of charging at me on the plane as people were like waiting to get off. And I was like, what did I do? Like, am I, did I like make a faux pas? What here? was the expression on the face? Like, I was like, I'm about to get attacked. And um, she was like, do you know someone at athletic brewing? I had to run up to you and just say, I love your beer. It's changed my life. I loved the hazy IPA. It, it was just funny. It wasn't like your typical haze bro or anything. And she was like, I love your hazy. It, it was just a really cool interaction and totally unexpected and a weird moment. So, Did you tell her? I did. I said, I'm John Walker and <laughs> um, I make this beer. <laughs> Y'all do look yeah. alike. <laughs> no. We were at a... <laughs> We were at a at a dinner with a, a partner the other night in a very hip restaurant. You know, it was an awesome place and very cool. And we were there drinking athletic. Um, and it was really exciting just to see in this like crazily busy bar, a couple people independently order athletics. And, hmm. you know, it was it was normal. It was just their thing. It was like the company party and it was part of the part of the club. 
I was at a, a sampling a couple weekends ago, and uh, I had to go restock at a local uh, Total Wine. I'm like, I'm just going to get a few more six-packs, finish out the day. And I, had, I was in line behind other people who were putting Athletic in their cart. And by the, it, it was like three other carts in front of me, all put Athletic in there. And there was none left when I got to it. When I'm like, well, that that's great, actually. And so I had it, you know, I had the gear on and was asking about it. It was a really cool moment. So that's, uh, I mean, there's just so many of those. I'm sure you have a lot, but those are awesome stories. You know, I used to have to go through those stores on Sunday and buy all our beer so that we'd get a reorder and not get canceled off the shelf. <laughs> so it's glad to have actual customers buying it these days. <laughs> that has to feel good. What, what what's I think I might have already asked this in a, in a certain way, but like what what's something that you've learned this year that you that you maybe found yourself unexpectedly needing to know? Maybe maybe it's a skill you just didn't foresee or something you didn't anticipate. I'm sure this road of building athletic has been full of surprises. Has there been any of them that stand out in 2023? I would say like so I I absolutely love in theory eating healthy and fitness and sleeping and all those things. I will say during the first four years of this entrepreneurial journey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of nine years into athletic thinking of the, about the brand, but like from when we launched in 2018 to 2022 was, you know, just like a big tornado. John and I were, there was always something. And I, I, I would say I didn't always call it a day early enough or hit, like prioritize self-care workouts, health, stuff like that. And I would say 2023 was a year I put really good like boundaries around my day. It was like, these are the hours I do family. These are the hours I do athletic. These are the hours I'm working out. And these are the hours I'm sleeping and my phone's just off or on notifications. And obviously things like our alarm company or facilities team and John can come through that. But it, it's been amazing to like prioritize getting workouts, cooking my son breakfast in the morning, getting good sleep, things like that. And I, I think 2023 was a year I really got back on top of my health after like a big entrepreneurial sprint, which and honestly, I've been more productive than ever and thinking more long term than ever. And it's uh, it's just been a great place to be. Would you say those fears you had or maybe just whatever was keeping you from setting those boundaries, did anything come crashing down? Or is it like, okay, you know, this this works? I, I would say just I didn't have it structured enough in a way. Um, it's it's actually much simpler if you just put up really clear boundaries around different hours of the day and different practices and like really prioritize what are the key three to five things I'm getting done today so that right when I sit down, I get those done. I, I'd say I'm just hitting every part of my life uh, a little bit more intentionally and focused than I did in the prior years, which I'm sure I'll look back on the last five years and miss those until the day I die. But they were extremely special years. But it's nice to be back on top of some of the health and quality of life things. How about you, John? Um, nothing super transformational. I, th- I think by necessity, but also you know, in an effort to grow, you know, the company and myself and the team, um, letting go a little more. And, you know, it's nice that we can, and it's also great that we can for the team. And it's nice that we're able to, but it allows, you know, the team, the, the flexibility and capability of growing independently. And it's nice to get more opinions around the table and just to let things operate. We don't need to be tied into everything. We're not the experts in everything. And recognizing that and letting things happen is been really nice yeah i'll add on 
in the time I step away from the email and step off the Zoom calls as much as I used to, that space has actually given me the best ability to do creative thinking and like work through random, like work through these more creative or strategic ideas in my head. And I, I think most of my most productive times have actually come out of that headspace. Almost like a proactive mindset versus reactive. Exactly. One another big thing uh, with, with leadership and I, something I think y'all do really well is set goals. How do y'all come up with goals? Because we, we've had, a, you know, there's, there's usually, I'm not going to like tell the world this, but we have a, like a yearly goal a lot of times here at Athletic. And this year, it looks like we're going to like come right down to the end of the year to meet that goal. And we've done that for the past few years. And I'm like, man, is this a matter of them just choosing like a perfect goal for the length of time we have a year? Or is it, you know, we give ourselves a year to fulfill it and we get it done? Like, how do you approach setting a goal for a matter of time for such a large team? I mean, honestly, in general, I will say years are incredibly arbitrary time periods. And any numbers you ascribe to those time periods are kind of somewhat arbitrary and I don't mean to say like KPIs and annual financial statements are meaningless, but like in terms of the big picture of things and true north and what we want to do as a business, like everything we want to do about is uh, do as a business doesn't really have numbers attached to it. It's the same goals from year one as it will be in year 25, essentially. So I guess I'd go with luck to answer your question with one word this time, actually. <laughs> All right. <laughs> If it's if it's sales oriented, make sure it's small enough that Bill can close the gap at the end of the year going to total wine. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> no, I mean, I was talking about it before, but I think finding common goals for you know a variety of teams where they can all express their their expertise in their own way and grow as individuals and teammates and contribute to one thing together. And, you know, whatever that goal is, if it's inside, if it's outside, you know, is kind of irre irrelevant, which which one it is. But I think just making sure that there are goals that people can align on and work towards together. I love that. Let me ask you this. This, this is something I want to know. Y'all have been traveling a lot and it seems like, you know, every year just increases. Y'all can tell me if that that's, you know, not the case. Uh, has there been a trip this year or something you've gone to and maybe tacked on in a little little side trip or adventure uh, that's been really memorable from this year? I know y'all are always running around all over the place and I'm sure it gets absolutely exhausting because my handful of flights a year, I'm, I'm dog tired. Has there been one that's really, you know, this, this will be really memorable looking back? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we were talking about it before, but honestly, Bill and I went on a, a trip recently together. It was work and, you know, we went and um, had meetings and went to Brewbound and it was really exciting, but we got the most amount of time together alone that we've had probably since the beginning of the company there and back and all the, the transport in between. Uh, Bill was kind enough to drive me around. Um, but, you know, I think that was really great. It was like a touch base, a catch up, an idea share, random talk. And it was just really nice. It was like work, but not. And um, yeah, I thought that was, that was a great time. Yeah, I would definitely second that. It's, it's always super productive when you can step away from screens with teammates and just have like big unscheduled blocks of time um, and get to know teammates better and talk about like 
the future. I, I would say in general, I, I love traveling. I, I love being in the field. I love talking to our partners, our retailers, our customers, everything from sampling booths to merchandising stores to meeting our distributors and riding around on their trucks. This year was actually a big step back in travel for me. I The last four years in a row, I'd done 50 to 100 flights a year. And this year was definitely less, which which was nice. Um, some of my most memorable, besides that trip with John last week, um, I spent the month of April in the UK with my family as we were launching that market. So that was a really fun time chasing a two-year-old around the UK and also trying to merchandise shelves and have some impact on our business. That was a special one. A lot of time on the road, anywhere from Texas to Minnesota to Florida, Canada. So just getting to see our teammates face-to-face and like learn about each of those markets is so important. But I think it's I think it's why the athletic team wins in a way is that, you know, we don't just send beer anywhere. We're spending time in market and thinking about athletic and how to do things differently from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep and every hour in between. So to close out this this truly amazing year, as you look towards 2024, anything you can tease for us, one and two, what are going to be some of those overarching goals y'all have? Uh, I know, like you said, the mission's not changing. A lot of those goals that we've had from day one will be in place year 25. But what can you share that's specific to the year ahead? I think ad- adding occasions is definitely a goal of ours in general. And so, you know, that's in draft and getting out there in restaurants and bars on, you know, on premise. That's really exciting. And doing some other packaging format innovation is exciting for the future. Yeah, I I think draft is really exciting for 2024 as one for sure. Let me ask y'all some rapid fire and then we'll wrap up. What would you say, and y'all have had different answers each year, what would you say you're most curious about right now outside of, of course, growing athletic brewing? What's like a curiosity? I think the last time I asked Bill, you said salinity projects and John, it might've been ironworking. Yeah, I mean, water water desalinization is definitely going to be the cure for a lot of things at some point in time. I don't I don't have anything really in the works or on my mind, but you know, I my mind tends to wander towards gardening. All right, and growing food, gardening and growing food, and and Bill's going to double down on on water desalinization. <laughs> Perfect. I I'd say long term health. I I've definitely been trying to learn more and more about long term health uh, this year is one thing. But yeah, definitely. Uh, I I read constantly any book anyone recommends. It usually ends up on my bedside table within a week. All right. What would you say is a, one of your favorite either productivity hacks or leadership hacks or just something that is a quick little email hacks even? Like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of things I've learned from teammates here is just sharing a little thing they do. And I'm like, holy cow, that, that, that solves that problem for me. You have anything uh, that you've picked up on this year or recently? I know that both Bill and I email ourselves a lot. It's kind of like a to-do list. I don't know if I have a hack. I might have the opposite of a hack. You know, I've, I've kind of fallen in love with just like consistent action as a compounding force where like, if anyone, I feel like so many, there's like so few people in this world who like persist at something these days that if you just stick at something for two weeks, like 75% of people will have quit by then. If you do something for a month, 95% of people will have quit by then. And so like over time, the field narrows so quickly if you just show up and do a little work every day. 
it actually kind of syncs with one of the so I, I used to be a huge procrastinator, um, especially like college papers or like used to do anything other than sit down and work and like wait till deadlines were up against the last minute and then fire through things. I recently called a concept on the Huberman Lab podcast that like starting work every day, there actually is a like a natural instinctual something in our evolution that like makes it really difficult to start work. Like your body puts up a blocker. And you just have to plow through that initial, he calls it sewage to get to the clean water. But like, you can never just like jump into like really easy, fun work. You have to just like plow through a little bit. And I've like hit that mindset every day when I start work. It's like, okay, the first five minutes of something are going to stink, but then I'm absolutely going to lose myself in work after that. And it, it's an amazing hack. If you sit down and you're like, I just have to like get going, like just that consistent action or breaking through that is like, it's almost like effortless and frictionless after that in many ways, like kind of the just getting started. It's a war of attrition. I've never said that thought out loud before. Yeah. No, that's a great hack. That's that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for right there. You know, we produced, gosh, I think 50, what'd you say, John, 50 something beers this year, different brews. Has there been one that's like, ooh, that's a, that's a new, that's exciting. That's That's one of your new favorites or something you really enjoyed. We know the tried and true, y'all both love, our flagships and the ones we've been making for years. Was there anything that we did for the first time that you were really excited about? Yeah, um, and and you might agree here. I I had a lot of fun and really enjoyed drinking the beer that we made with Trevor Hall, the Fruitful Path. I was a huge Trevor Hall fan prior to Athletic, and so it was really exciting that he was excited to work with us and then just spending time with him and speaking with him and then the beer that we created was awesome and he's so much fun oh my gosh such a good representative for athletic that was a great beer for me i like i love our ipa so run wild and free wave obviously some of my favorite long time seasonals are tucker's closer by the mile rainbow wall those beers i absolutely just love and buy cases of every time they come out um i really like the citrus cacao ipa recently which i think is still on the website I've actually also really re-fallen in love with dark beers this year, and the lineup has been really well-rounded and nice of our dark beers, too, from All Out Stout, which is always available, um, Dark and Gordy, our pumpkin beer, Lodge Life, our winter spice beer, we just had the cinnamon, yeah, the cinnamon crumble beer, oh, First Ride is like a great afternoon pick-me-up, it's our porter with a little bit of caffeine in it, so, which I'm sure I'm not allowed to say, um, <laughs> And then, um, but it, it just like I've re-fallen in love with dark beers. And in some years, I've found my dark beers just sit. And this year, my dark beers are just disappearing. Bill, John, thank you for the work you do. Uh, I know we're at the end of our time here. Um, and thanks for your leadership. I've learned a lot from you all over the years. Yeah, it's been such a fun year. And we're as we started by talking about, like, it feels like the foundation is set and so such big thanks to our community that's helped us build that foundation and been so involved and we're having so much fun on this journey and i i think that's what it's all about is it's not any end point or like rushing to get to some end point it's having fun on the journey and having fun every day and loving the people both inside and outside the athletic walls um who are on that journey with so it's um just huge thanks to both our team and our community yeah thank you 
Well, there you have it, folks. You can learn more about Bill and John. They've done a bunch of podcasts out there. Their story's always interesting to hear. You can follow along in TikTok and Instagram and all that jazz. And you can try some of our delicious non-alcoholic beers at athleticbrewing.com. I hope you had a good year. Let's make it a great 2024 together. Thank you.